Great to see you guys. Hello, it's great to see you. Oh, you guys. Just, I don't give a fuck. That's it. That's my audience member. It's so nice to see you guys. Uh, hey, let's hear for everybody in back. They're on the show tonight. They can hear you. Let's hear for them. And I'm your host, Cameron Esposito, but also cool information to give you guys. I have a co-host on the show. Her name is Rhea Butcher. Let's hear for Rhea Butcher right now. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good. It's pretty funny that you said I couldn't find the hole. I really enjoyed that from back there. Thanks, thanks for the groans, you guys. Appreciated it. Cool, yeah, it is. cool lesbian joke? Pretty cool. Um, lesbian joke. There's somebody in the fourth row whose phone is on, and you don't realize how dark it is and how much you look like you're at a sleepover. <laughs> Spooky. What are, you, are you catching some some Pokemon? <laughs> God damn that! Thing. We were at lunch like the day that that launched. We, we were, were at, at lunch. dinner. Dinner. Even worse. We were More at dinner. formal. We were at an outdoor. We were at an outdoor sort of a veranda restaurant. You know Last the city that we live in. Meal. We were at an outdoor restaurant and people were walking by our table and going like. Click and we were like, we were like, excuse us, we are trying to have a Watch private out. meal. Just two celebrities trying to have a private Super meal. Super famous. Seriously, how? Because we didn't even talk about this, but how much was that going through your mind when that? Like, because four or five different people took For a picture two of seconds, our table, and then I saw that it was more than one person, and, like, and oh, it was not is, a lesbian, and I was yeah, like, oh, that's not. This is a it's game. Pokemon. Yeah, this is. Uh, so there's a Pokemon at our table, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Is it on my shoulder? Probably, probably like only, what do you think, like one or two years before it'll never be a Pokemon? It'll always just be us. <laughs> sure. Yeah, never a Pokemon. So we're like at the airport, oh, you want to take a picture with us in this Pokemon? And they'll be like, literally, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's so many news cycles ago. I no longer have a reference for that. <laughs> It just I'm reminds me of like I'm, ga- I'm having a problem. Oh, okay, you're tr- you're transitioning well, no, you into the about? new bit. Okay, never mind. I was too late, too late, too late, too late, too late. Yeah, you know why? Because it's Pokemon Go. Go. <laughs> it's a yeah. Late on the tag on that one. Uh, um, I'm wearing a baseball shirt. I'm trying to. Are you? I didn't notice. Where is it? Yeah, where's my baseball right shirt? I don't know. Anyway. You, I mean, you wear you the most obvious shirt. baseball shirt. That's oh, yeah. Why it's, I'm like legit, it's, like, it's like a legit, I have a three-quarter sleeve themed. undershirt yeah, on. Yeah, you're not, it's not like a, it's not like a, just a teeny logo of an yeah, MLB yeah. team. Right, no. On a, sort this, of a polo. This is a child's jersey. That's yeah. what I'm wearing. <laughs> Boys 14, 16, you know. <laughs> but that's not the age, right? The size is not the age for children, right? Is it? I don't know. No, well, no, because the no next way. one is 1820, so there's no way. The reason there's... 
No way there's an 18 or 20 year old wearing the next size up of this shirt. So no. I mean, honestly, it's, it's also, size. It's, it's also inches like somewhere. For real, know. been a minute since I've seen like a boy, you know. But yeah, yeah. I also think that is not what a 14 to 16 year old boy looks no, like. No, no, no. I think they're different. longer here. They have to make it longer here to cover the penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes down. Longer there and like. Yeah, to cover their boobs. Right, to cover their boobs. Baseball boobs. We watched the home run derby yesterday. That was so fun. She came I in. I hate baseball. She's so tired of it. Like a year baseball ago, she was so like, stupid. baseball's so cool. And then I've been watching it so much, she's like, I hate baseball. Yeah, it's come back around. Well, I didn't ever like baseball because I thought it was so, so boring. Then Rhea loves baseball, so she taught me about it. Yes. And then it started to be fun for like five and a half minutes. Because <laughs> if you don't watch baseball at all, and then you start to get into baseball, it's very hilarious the stats are very hilarious because every stat is the most... There's no... Have you watched other sports? Me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, other sports is, like, kind of just, like, we are basketball. Yeah, yeah. This is he did the number great. of points scored. Yeah, These yeah. are the winners. Sure. Stat. Of course. For baseball, it's, like, of the people that have stood on right. third base with a brown hat. Yeah. David Ortiz has today, the most hits. Yeah. It's, that's how it goes. But yeah. also, one year ago today. Yeah, yeah. Going. Once. Going. Going twice. <laughs> back, 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 gone. Like, how many July 12ths have had. And it's so funny because the announcers. No hitters? I don't know. One. The announcers will always get so excited as if they're saying a real thing that means anything. Oh, like, but that's the thing. It is a real thing. That, that is means the 47th everything. time that a pitcher has thrown like that. While the weather conditions are thus on a Tuesday in whatever month this is. Yeah, that's a great step. They get really excited. Pitching thrown on a Tuesday. But yeah, I, I love that sabermetric. That I really should only, I really only love home run derbies the most. Yeah, yeah. You came every in and you were like, every baseball. Ugh, I don't want this to be on. And then John Carlos stand and hit one home run. You're like, this is great because it was he hit some a mile so high. Far. 497 feet. He hit three home runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to... Somebody hits a thing far and You like to call him a, a homie. <laughs> you like to call home runs homies. I think homies. I just realized why I like that. Because I really like... <laughs> Put Shut it on up. my bill. Put it on my tab. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you're... Because it's like a different sport. That's why I like it. Because mm-hmm. it's like they score points quickly. <sighs> What are you, are you talking about baseball right like now? Like, I like the home run derby. That's not point. They're not points. Because it's like... <laughs> please. Please. It's runs. Actually, but technically, in the home run derby, they're not runs. What are they? They are home runs. Thank you. <laughs> to whomever said that. No, that is... They're not... Wait, are you trying indeed, to tell me... Indeed, they're not scoring runs. Are you trying to tell me that they are home is the first name of runs? runs. Mr. Run, also known as Home Run. Home Run. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> well, one guy scored 61 points. God damn it. It is the act of hitting the thing that is what is being scored. So he hit 20 home runs mm-hmm. in the final round. But they don't go there around. There is no points. But they don't go around. Sure. They don't run it's, home. It's a home run. Yeah, they don't go home or run at all. They're already home. They should be called stay homes. 
but this would be like in a three-point contest. They don't count in three points. They count how many three-pointers they shoot. Or God damn it. I'm so frustrated. For an NBA All-Star game, there's a three-point shootout, and they count how many three-pointers they make, not in three-point increments. Am I right, Ian Carmel, who's on the show? Thank you, Ian Carmel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn it. But you know you could just easily figure out how many three point how many points it was but by that's just not the multiplying scoring metric. the total number of three pointers scored by three. <laughs> Guys, this is the breakdown of our relationship that you're watching right now. Oh, we're married to each other. Yeah, this yeah, we're married. Life. That's why this is like this. <laughs> Did you see how much they wanted to get away from that sports talk? Oh, yeah, like a lot. Which get is us great. out of here! Get it's, us out of here! It's great, because I'm going to talk about it more later. No, I don't want to talk about it more. You can talk I about need it to by talk yourself. about it later. I'm going to talk about it by myself. Comics, you can talk about it. I'm going to. I'm sick of this. Table it. Ugh. What's on deck? Too much sports. <laughs> Thank but you. But can I just tell you that, that like... One of the side benefits of being a lesbian is that I'm not supposed to have to care about this fucking shit. What are you talking about? Well, women play in the WNBA. That's it. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about that later. Someone just said that's a good shit. <laughs> okay, you were going to talk about a gap of I'm some supposed kind? to not know about stats. We're supposed to care about things I care about. What do I care about, Rhea? Normal gay stuff. I know. Like? Watching YouTube clips of women kissing. lesbian yes, storylines on television shows. That's my favorite thing. When I open my YouTube, it just only suggests it. Yeah, yeah, just no, kisses, I understand. Kisses between women. YouTube above That's my replacement. favorite thing. What other stuff do I like? Other lesbian stuff? I don't know. Vests! <laughs> oh, yeah, vests. <laughs> Other lesbians. This stuff. isn't gay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What's happening? I'm wearing work boots and a baseball jersey, and you're trying to tell me this isn't gay? It's probably the gayest well, outfit I've ever worn. I know, but no, it's not though. This is a gayer outfit because it's a gay. It's for women. Mm-hmm that want to look like a dandy. That could be worn by a man. Yeah, it... What? what? <laughs> this is a real three-point shootout sort of a situation. Yes, you could count them as three-pointers and add them all up in three-point increments, or you could just count how many they are. I think it's pretty much either one. I just think it's like, I'm gayer, Rhea. I'm gayer. All right. I'm gayer. Ask sure. the internet. They will be like, she is. <laughs> The number of times that they tell me that they get it. I'm right, gay. We'll ask the internet later. <laughs> sure. They do get it. They do You're get gay. it. I'm gay. <laughs> the internet does get it. They love to tell you that. I'm gay. They get it. <laughs> they do get it. Mm-hmm. Well, let me know. We get it. We get it. You're gay. Get Talk it. You're about gay. something that's Talk not gay. Something like that's dating. Not gay. Like dating. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys understand? I gay date when I'm when I date I'm gay and I'm gay married when I'm on a plane I'm gay on that plane I'm always gay 
I'm a gay person all the time. <laughs> That's why it's included in my stand-up about my life from my perspective. I'm looking out of gay balls. <laughs> well, so you're going to talk about your shirt, I think. And I derailed it a little my bit. My shirt was wrinkling in a weird spot where yeah. total cleavage was happening. Complete. Which is the best. <laughs> Speaking of a lesbian look, right? Sure, yeah. Just... If only this was leather, I had a quiver of arrows. <laughs> That's a gay look. Sure. Yeah. Leather vest, quiver of arrows, bunch of dragons. Yeah. It's very Hunger Games. <laughs> I was thinking more like, what's that Michelle Rodriguez movie? Blood Rain. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) A lot of Blood Rain fans. Oh, you haven't YouTubed clips of it? (laughs) I have. Uh, We went to a photo shoot today. Yeah, we did. Where they were shooting our photos, in fact. Photos of us. And that is very stressful. Listen, I get it. What a snotty thing to talk about. There's so many other things to worry about in the world. But I will say that one thing is very stressful is trying to explain to people what clothes you want to wear in photos. Yeah. Because you're supposed to bring your own clothes, but then somebody else picks a bunch of clothes. And then I always just want to wear my own clothes. But you have to try on some of the clothes that they bring so that you're not very rude. I always want to wear my clothes, too. But they're like, uh, ma'am, you can't wear a Cleveland baseball jersey. It's <laughs> a photo shoot. Yeah. Be an adult. Yeah. Although it was for Wired. Sure. That is the ultimate fuck you to Wired. (laughs) Isn't it? Like, it's such a... Yeah, like... uh, At-bat is revolutionizing uh, sports streaming, so just saying. That person loves it. That person gets it. Anyway. Oh, I had to say to them, I don't even know any songs that Sonic Youth sings! (laughs) Because they wanted me to I mean, wear so many Sonic Youth t-shirts. It is t-shirts. so true, because Sonic Youth does not sing, like, at all. So there's your number one mistake. I don't know what you're even... I don't have a reference a point really for the Sonic joke you're joke. making. That's how much I shouldn't have been wearing that t-shirt. I put my foot down. So I'm not wearing this shirt. I don't know this band. I know of them. But also funny that, like, that could be in Wired, but baseball couldn't. Sure. Isn't that kind of funny? Mm-hmm. Like that Sonic Youth is just like, yeah, come on in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no you, you don't understand. This is universally appealing. Of course, yeah, Sonic Youth. <laughs> Noise rock band, Sonic Youth. Is universally that what they do? Appe- huh? I don't know anything. They're pretty loud. What do they sing? <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I couldn't sing a single. So okay. I'm sorry. I was more into Fugazi, so <laughs> sorry about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the cool one. We all get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously. Toss that around a little bit. Hey, did you ever skateboard? Yes. In your life? Yes. Yeah. She's the cool one. <laughs> the other day I asked her, Rhea, are you going to do skateboarding? <laughs> and I was like, no, I will never do skateboarding. <laughs> but then I was like, but what you... No. Um... <laughs> No. You guys, this has been a weird opening. <laughs> You've you been wanna... supportive, but I feel like it's been. I mean, like, and, and what, then I, you know, what's gonna... funny is like now I'm feeling so political. I'm going to save it for later. Sure. Yep. You'll talk yes. about baseball. I'll talk about politics yeah, stuff because yeah. we're not going to. If I go down that road, mm-hmm. we'll be here for another hour yeah, while yeah. I yell. It'll be a while. 
But you know how we could end this little moment right here before we bring up our first comic? We could end this first little moment by saying, um, you know what happened today? Uh, Democrats united. Democrats united today. I am very happy about this. I love the people that are like, please let this clapping be okay. That's so funny. Are you explaining it? Yeah, Bernie Sanders endorsed Hillary Clinton today. That happened today. So we are now one united party again, and that's great because it's been very stressful to be a human being uh, Just during the general. last bunch of months. A lot of crazy shit happening all over the world. A lot of things that we're seeing and hearing in a lot of ways that we're divided and also a lot of... It does feel like the line in the sand has been drawn between like just common sense, uh, uh, kindness, and like uh, a a terrifying sort of a devil leader. Did you say a devil reader? Devil leader. Like a devil leader. leader, Oh, got it. One of them devil leaders? Yeah. Reading the devil. Yeah. So I, now it's nice that at least if the, if the, if the kind and united, mm-hmm. kind and united sounds good to me. Sure, yeah. So that the devil leader yeah. can be smote. Yes, <laughs> extinguished. Is everybody feeling very good about Bernie and Hillary uniting to <laughs> defeat? This will happen. It's okay. We're gonna. It's gonna be okay. I've been we're all stressed get through it because I feel like when when the party was divided, I was very nervous that we were gonna suddenly live in just like I don't even know what. Just some sort of a just a just a new tomorrow where people can build walls and build people for them. Like things that have never been true. <laughs> things that have never been true. You can just stand up. I mean, Donald Trump said I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and I would not lose this nomination. That's a. Those are words he said out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah but. Ruth Bader Ginsburg better watch herself. Yeah, so. she said. You know, you know what she said? She said he's a faker. Yeah, yeah. That's what but, she said. I believe he's a faker, which sure. is an amazingly sweet way of saying I believe he is a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really nice of her. You guys, sure. uh, I'm Cameron Esposito. That's Rio Butcher. Thank you. <laughs> we have some awesome comics for you. Um, this first comic, we love it when he stops by. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Derek Sheen. Give it up for Derek. Keep it going for Cameron and Rhea, everybody. Oh, God, I hope Han and Leia can fucking fight the Empire. I'm very excited. Uh, uh, I, I, my, uh, it's two weeks from now, my, my wife and I will have our anniversary, and we'll have been together for like 14 years. And um, well, thank you, thank you. Uh, the important part of this is that we've gotten to a place now where we've been married longer than our friends have. Like, our friends have gotten married and divorced in the time that we've been together. And we figured out that we will be together forever because we understand a simple principle about relationships that nobody else gets. And that is, it's not about legacy or romance. It is literally that we agree that we're in this to find one another's body if we die at home. That is the only reason we're here. Neither of us want to die alone. Neither of us want to be left in a studio apartment on a toilet for six months. We just agree to show up and be like, all right, I guess I'll start dating again. Um, We're fine with that. 14 years, like, we don't, like, we're at that part, we're in the sundowning part of a relationship where we don't have sex very often, which is fine because we have the entire digital cable package. And our, our bedroom's up two flights of stairs. So by the time we make the hike to bed, 
nothing's happening. By the time we get up there, we're like, fuck this, let's take a nap. So we're, we're fine with that. A lot of our friends don't understand that it's okay to have a relationship where you're just super lazy but into each other. Like last year, last year, our anniversary, I go, hey, I got us a room in a really nice hotel because wouldn't it be cool to sleep in a bed with no cats in it? And then she high-fived me and we both cried a little bit and then we checked in and we went to dinner across the street and in the middle of the meal, my wife goes, um, hey, like, just to double-check, like, you weren't thinking we were going to do anything because while you were in the bathroom, I ordered a second dessert. And I was like, oh, no, no, why would I want to ruin this perfect evening? Are you kidding? <laughs> Tell you what. I packed a tight bowl. It's in the car. Why don't we smoke out, go over to the BevMo, get two bottles of red wine, go up to our room, open my laptop, and watch the last four episodes of Hannibal. Second high five. Then we got crossfaded. We went up to the room. We watched four hours of Hannibal. And then my wife was like, I'm going to take a bath. And she went in and took a bath, and then I followed her in, and I sat down and took a shit next to her, and then we talked about Hannibal, and I played some games on my phone, and then we got up at 8.30 and went to a farmer's market, because we like throwing vegetables away for no reason. So, um, you can be together for a long time. Right before I went on tour two months ago, my 92-year-old grandmother passed away. Which, no, don't aw. She was 92, you monsters. How long did you want her to live? 90 is not, like, 90 is not a fun. 92, what, what else was she going to do in her 90s? You're just getting ready to go. Like, she's not going to learn Spanish or become a barista. She's going away. It's okay. That, that's not a fun age to live to. My grandfather, who's 89, told me last month on his birthday, if I knew now what I knew then, I would have cashed in my chips at 80. Because you don't wake up anymore, you come to. <laughs> so every morning, this is my grandfather, how my grandfather starts today. Ah, oh, shit, okay. All right, I'll here again. All right, how long does this last? 92. And the, the weird thing is the call I got, very empathetic from my uncle. He goes, hey, I'm sorry to wake you, Tiger, but I got some real bad news. Um, sometime around 4.45 this morning, we lost you, Graham, and um, God, I'm sorry, Jesus, Derek, I'm, I, we're just all real shocked here. <laughs> Wait, back up a second. I was with you for a moment, and then you, how are you shocked? How are you shocked that a 92-year-old woman died peacefully in her home? Is the world such a horror show that we're now shocked when people die peacefully? Because that's kind of how you're supposed to go. I'm not going to be shocked. The, the only way I can be shocked if I lose a 92-year-old relative is if you call me and go, Hey, Tiger, um, sorry to wake you up. Uh, I got some bad news. A couple weeks ago, your gram walked outside naked, covered her whole body in a viscous mucous membrane, and folded herself into a tiny ball on the porch. And over the last 14 days, the mucus hardened into an impenetrable shell. Sometime around 4.45 this morning, her winged body erupted from the cocoon and shot into the clouds. And now she's just feeding on neighborhood pets and we're all freaked out. I'm sorry. We're, I'm sorry. We're all a little shocked here. That's the only time you should be shocked. Also, fuck her. She was kind of a racist. Anyways... Last conversation I ever had with my Graham, she dropped the word. She dropped it. She just dropped the word right away. And I was like, Graham, you don't get to use that word. What are you doing? And she goes, oh, Derek, I'm from a different generation. 
And I was like, bitch, you're FaceTiming me right now. You're FaceTiming me. I, uh, recently I hit a kid with my car. I need to get to that way quicker. It really makes me sound like a monster. Uh, I didn't hit him with my hands. I hit him with my car. I wasn't going that fast, but I was texting while I was driving. And don't do that. Uh, guess what? I did the research for everybody here. It sucks you'll hit a kid. Um, footnote, footnote, if you've, never, if you've never hit a kid texting while driving, if you time it just right, there's a little bit of magic. Because you're looking down and you don't recognize what that sound is. And if you look up at just the right moment, you see a child unburdened by the laws of gravity. Just... <laughs> fly past your windshield and for a moment you're like look at that little angel and then gravity cruelly pulls him onto the hood of your car and I dialed 911 immediately because I already had my phone in my hands long story short we were in the emergency room for five hours uh, they did everything they ran MRIs CAT scans x-rays every kind of test uh, apparently when they brought him out they let him go that night they released him because apparently I was going just slow enough and he was so relaxed when I hit him that he just jellied up on the hood. So they let him go. And his parents didn't press charges because I stayed with him and I wasn't a monster, right? And so like everything kind of just worked out. Everybody, the kid lived. I, I learned a valuable lesson and that's kind of where the story should end. Like the level of gratitude should end there. But then I went out to my car and I put the keys in the ignition, and I turned the car over. And for the first time in seven years, my air conditioner starts working again. <laughs> and now I don't know how to feel, because I'm super happy I hit that kid. That's like a $1,200 job. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Guys, thank you so much for having me out. Enjoy the rest of your show. Good night. I had to go to the emergency room like 13 years ago and they did all these tests on me for like six or seven hours and they determined that I, they had to have emergency surgery at like three in the morning so just imagine being in an er for all that for just hours and hours and hours and not knowing what's going on and feeling really sick and then they're like all right we're giving you surgery and you're just like okay whatever because you just had all these things all these tests and all these things and then they put me in the surgery room and i'm just like trying to say, think to myself like well you might make it, you know, that kind of thing rolling through my head. And then uh, the doctor's like, all right, time to go to sleep. And then they put TVs at the end of your bed because it's one of those, like, camera surgeries. I guess they were filming it for a movie or something. <laughs> and they, they push these TVs forward, and then the doctor's like, all right, I'm ready to go. And then they clicked on music, and the song was The Cars, Let the Good Times Roll. <laughs> and then I just fell into slumber and was like, I think I might die to this song. <laughs> a good one so thanks rick okay sick anyway you guys want to keep the show rolling we have so many awesome comics this next comic is a friend of the show we love it when he comes by you may have seen him on conan you guys please give a warm welcome to ian carmel you know, this is a good job and then yeah. like i became an adult and i found that adult men were so frustrating to be around in a sports situation they are, that well, I dedicated they are. myself to comedy where I can talk to dudes like with 
prowess about our shared field? I think if you're, I think a lot of times if you're like a woman who's a fan of sports, a lot of people will, they're like, you'll, you never know enough about it. Like they're always a little frustrated. You're like, well, my favorite player, hey, Matt. You know, like say, oh, my, my favorite player is uh, Sean Campbell. He's not in the league anymore. Right. He's like, okay, well, I really like the Sonics. Well, they're not even a team anymore. Well, I liked them at the time. Now they're the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, yeah, I like Kevin Durant. He's on the ward. Like, they'll get so, you know, you never like the right part. And Rhea can blow dudes' minds so much that yeah. that she just kind of gets on a roll with it, and it's hilarious. She's invincible. Yeah, she's but like, invincible. A lot of people, you'll never be a big enough uh, fan of sports for them. What are you prepping for tonight? Uh, I'm doing Meltdown. I'm doing the Meltdown televised so comedy fun, show. so fun, and like the perfect spot to do a yes. stand-up set, because it's, it's real, because it's a real-life show. They do, like, the way they film it, I've been told, and I've been to a couple of the filmings, yeah. it's, it's like, super, they film backstage, and, like, you can, they, they don't tell you what you can and can't do. They're yeah. just like, go up and do whatever you want, yes. and make then we'll just make it a normal show. That's Sean Jordan. They're recording this right yeah, now. Yeah, we're doing this little, but little tape thing. I'm getting the Ed McMahon, uh, but it's fan, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's great. I'm actually doing a sports joke. <laughs> a six-minute like sports joke, one long joke. Is it tomorrow night or is it on? It's on Friday. Friday, we're doing it on Rhea Friday. We'll be on that show. Oh, is she really? Well. That's for, wait. No, Saturday. Oh. I'm doing it Saturday. Well, listen, kid, you go get them. I come out of the park. And thank you so much for what a creepy presence. Just a creepy lurking <laughs> laugher that that leaves. I just weird displaced <laughs> laughing. Yeah, like it, from a third party. Unidentifiable like, laughing. Unidentifiable but laughing, definitely but then leaving. It's not With ambient nothing laughing. Said. It's nothing said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, hey, that's just good podcasting. Let's just, we should edit this part out and just tell them this is like a haunted episode. It's like, you know the one episode of Put Your Hands Together was the disembodied yeah. laugh? Guys, give it up for Ian one more time. sports that's what I'm saying that's what I was saying earlier I was a big jock back in the day um did anyone did anyone here like does anyone here like was anybody here a big jock growing up was anybody here like a yeah what, what did you what was your what did you play oh yeah what was your stroke Oh, yeah. I'm a breaststroker as well. <laughs> Which at the time was just true in high school and then became hilarious. I was a breaststroke specialist. It's nice to grow into things. What were your splits? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's cool. When it, did you, was that high school, college? When was that? High school. High school. Awesome. Did anybody play anything in college here? Do we have any, like, college athletes here? Oh, that's funny. Because I, like, I feel like it's funny because, you know, I was talking about sports. Rhea's up here telling me that I don't know that home runs aren't points, even though I legitimately thought points was appropriate in that moment. I played uh, rugby in college. Yeah, thank you. In case you didn't know if Breaststroker could get gayer. Did rugby in college? 
Loved it. Broke my wrist. Stopped it. <laughs> but it was amazing. I have this. I, this is my favorite. This is my favorite moment. Maybe from my life. Probably not from my life. I've been. I got married. I've seen babies. Probably this wasn't my favorite. Not from my life. But uh, the girls' rugby team was supposed to be paired up with like the boys' rugby team as a social group. Like women's rugby, men's rugby, they were supposed to have parties together. But the men's rugby team like never wanted to have parties with us. Which at the time, because I was closeted and also unaware of my own feelings for women, I was confused about. Like I was just like, why don't the men's rugby team want to hang out with me and all these other women who are best friends with each other? <laughs> In groups of two. <laughs> And then one time we had a party. Like, they finally were like, we'll have a party with you. And we had a party with the dudes rugby team at their house. And we were hanging out with them upstairs. And then after a while, they were like, let's go downstairs to the basement. So, like, we went to the basement. The dudes rugby team was in the basement. You're all, you drink out of shoes. It's like a really... It's a, it's a sport for rascals. And you have to tape your ears down so they don't get ripped off. Like, shit's fucked up. So we're in the basement drinking, and then we noticed after a while that, like, all of the dudes' rugby team had filtered upstairs, like, slowly over time, and that it was just the women's rugby team. And so we went upstairs, and we were like, you know, to be like, what the, f- where'd you go? We missed, we missed you, you know, like, in a really unbelievable way. And when we went upstairs, what we found was uh, that they had hired strippers to come to the party, and then they had gone upstairs and been like, don't tell the women's rugby team, because they'll be mad at us. And so... <laughs> We were mad. What we did was we all went, they had formed a circle around these women, um, and then we went on the inside of that circle and we stood vigil (laughs) and protected those women with our eyes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you guys so much for appreciating it the sacrifice that I made for other women. I'm a feminist. You understand. Yes, we're going to keep the show rolling. This next comic, let's hear it right now. Uh, just because you seem... Honestly, I'll say, that was a funnier story than you gave it credit for. Like, there were... There was a big laugh there at the end, but it's, it was legitimately very funny. I can take it, as I'm here every week. But for our guests, please, dear God, lose your mind. Let's hear it right now for Lisa Best. You know what? It's not Lisa Best. It's Sean Jordan, because I wrote down the wrong order. It's Sean. Sean Jordan! You guys all mad that it's not Lisa? I get it. I would be, too. I apologize. Uh, my name is Sean Jordan. I lost my virginity when I was 13. Shouldn't be clapping at that. That's disgusting. It's super gross. And we're not going to talk about that too much because it's just disgusting when you think about it. It's just gross. Uh, What we are going to talk about is the conversation I had with a friend of mine the day that I was going to lose my virginity. So I got out of middle school. Gross. I got out of middle school (laughs) at 3 o'clock. And I was going to see this girl at 9 o'clock. Okay, And I was asking my friend CJ. He was 14. I had to seek the advice of my elders for this (laughs) subject. I was like, CJ, I'm kind of nervous. Do you have any advice? And he goes, well, let me ask you a question. Are you going to put the condom on now? (laughs) 
six hours before you're going to see this girl or are you going to put it on later? And we're 13. We're so stupid. So we just had that. We had probably like a 20-minute talk on the pros and cons of putting a condom on six hours before I was going to use it. Because in my mind, I was like, I should probably just throw it on now because I don't want to make it all weird later when we're making out and I got to stop, be like, hold up, baby doll, I got to go throw a Jimmy hat on and then I'll be right back. That's what I thought would have been weird. So just imagine, all right, just imagine you're on a date, you're a straight gentleman, a curious lesbian, or a, a, a gay gentleman, or a straight girl, curious lesbian, or a gay gentleman. There we go. You're sitting with a guy and you're like, oh, this dude's kind of dope. I think I might let him hit it later, but I'm not sure yet. We'll see how the movie goes. You go to the movie, you're not even watching the movie. You're just looking at the guy like, yep, this dude's dope. Definitely going to have sex with him tonight. Go home, start making out, petting a little bit, go to take his pants off. Already got a condom on. <laughs> I know it's funny, but really think about it for a second. <laughs> really honestly think about what you would do. If I was in that situation, on a date with a guy, and I pulled his pants off, already got a condom on, I'd be like, dog, I need to know exactly when you put that on. <laughs> I desperately need to know. That's psycho shit, dude. We went to a movie. You watched Frozen with a condom on? That's what you're telling me? <clears throat> Sports. I played, I played football in high school. I know what you're thinking. Of course you did, dude. Body like that. You're built like a brick shit house. I get it. <clears throat> played football for a couple reasons. One, to impress my dad, and the other was to make friends. And neither of those things happened because I was really bad at football. Like, really bad. Really bad at football. I shouldn't have been playing, but I did. And I remember thinking, like, I want these kids to think I'm cool. How can I show all these kids on the high school football team how dope I am? I was racking my brain. And in, in high school, I could do the splits, which is sick. I could do the splits because I was in taekwondo for 16 years. So I could do the splits three ways. People say you can't do the splits three ways. That's a bunch of bullpucky. You got left leg cheerleader, right leg cheerleader, Van Dam. Three ways to do the splits. <laughs> Yuck, yuck, yuck. So I had this thought to myself. I really did. I go, you know what you should do? Is you, show, you should show up to high school football practice and show all the kids on the team that you can do the splits. Not one, not two, but three ways. Holler at your boy. Obviously, they're going to think I'm cool after that because we all know how nice the kids on the high school football team are just in general. Just a real box of chocolates most of the time. But especially to the other boys who can do the splits. That's where they're... Look at that kid doing the splits. I want him at the triple kegger tonight. That's what they say. So I did this. I walked, up, I walked up to football practice, and I had on my entire football outfit, which in hindsight is another reason they hated me, because it's a uniform, not an outfit. You can't call it an outfit. Just doesn't work. What up, dog? What do you think of my football outfit? Yeah. Dope, right? G'd up from the feet up. You know what time it is. Had my mom wash all the poop out of it. You guys freaked me out a little bit. All right. Let's hit the gridiron, dog. So I walked up, and the whole team, I didn't say, like, hey, what's up, dudes? I'm going to do the splits real quick. I didn't give them any prep time. Because I really thought it was going to be a cool thing. So I walked up, coolest kid on the team, Eric Johnson. I go, hey, Johnson, what's up? Yuck! And I dropped. I didn't say anything. I just went straight to the left leg cheerleader splits in front of 60 dickheads. Not saying if you played football that you're a dickhead. Not at all what I'm saying. What I am saying is if you went to Lincoln High School in Sioux Falls, South Dakota in 1996, you're on the Patriots' D team, you were a dickhead. I know that. So I did the splits, but I didn't. So I forgot that I had cleats on and that we were on turf. I wasn't even thinking. I was like, this will be a smooth transition into the splits. 
But I went, I went to do the splits and like jammed my foot in real hard to the ground, and then I was like shimmying. I really, I just like fucking shit, do it. So just picture a baby giraffe trying to stand up for the first time, like just hella shaky. It took me like a minute to get to the ground. You know how long that can be? A minute can be a very long time. And I finally got to the ground. And <laughs> so I got to the ground and I looked up and imagine I had shoulder pads. I had a helmet on. I had everything on. And I looked up. I was like, all right, I'll make a bunch of friends. And I was just looking up like, yeah, cool. I'll have a ton of friends. Didn't get a lot of friends. You know what I got a lot of? I got a lot of nicknames. They weren't fun, cool nicknames either, like Heat Wave or Hang Time or Overdrive or like the Tripler. There's so many dope nicknames. Why not? I never had a cool nickname. Why not give me a cool nickname? Something that like fits what I just did. Like, call me Showtime. That's a very Showtime-y thing I just did. Just did the splits. That'd be a dope nickname. I could handle that. Like, oh, coach. Look at Showtime on the 50-yard line doing the splits with that dick that's way too big for his body. Look at that. <laughs> so big. That's crazy. I don't know. High school kids were supposed to have dicks that big. That's nuts. Crazy kid. Looks funny, though. So I had to quit football, obviously. I quit, like, the next day. And I remember talking to my dad. I was like, Dad, check it out. I'm going to quit football. I did the splits at practice yesterday. I don't ever want to talk about it. Let's just leave that one. He goes, well, I got to tell you, but I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't raise a quitter. Well, nobody else laughed when he said that. It hurt my feelings. So I looked down. I didn't want my dad thinking I was a coward. So I looked down and I looked back up. I go, you know what, Dad? You're right. You didn't raise a quitter. Mom raised a quitter. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. I've been Sean Jordan. Enjoy the rest of the show. Sean Jordan, you guys. Let him hear it. Splits three ways. Three-way splits. It's so funny that we're talking about sports because guess what? I'm going to talk about sports. Thank you to the five people that care about sports. Um, you guys, I love baseball, obviously. Look at my outfit. I'm, I love baseball. Uh, that's clear. I love it for a couple reasons. I love it because uh, it's old, it's slow, and nobody likes it. That's why I love baseball. I love to be alone in my pursuits. Um, I like that sport a lot because, like, I mean, it's old, it's slow, nobody likes it. A perfect game in baseball means nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. Nobody scores. The ball barely hits the ground. You throw the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball. That's all that happens in a perfect game. Nothing. That's why I love that game. Cameron started getting into baseball, and her favorite thing in baseball is errors. <laughs> That's what's perfect about baseball. She likes when they miss, and I was like, oh, I know why you like when they miss, because you think you can do what they're doing. That's what's so great about baseball. It seems accessible, because they're just like on a playground, throwing a ball around, and you're like, they get paid for this? That's crazy. I love that about it. I, uh, I added new stuff, so I forgot my momentum to the whole thing, but got it. Uh, I play baseball. I play on the weekends. I play in a little league on Sundays. It's just like a fun sort of rec league, and I love playing. It's super fun, so I like to tell people about it like I'm telling you right now. But interpersonally, telling somebody, oh, I play baseball, they always say nine times out of ten. Don't you mean softball? <laughs> All the women went, <laughs> either externally or internally. Uh, and I hate that. There's, so, there's like a, it's like a twofold sexism. Ah, a double play of sexism, <laughs> if you will. Because number one, I think it's sexist that we even had to invent, you know, like a separate other sport. I mean, we already had softball, and then 
women are like good at baseball because it's an easy sport. And so <laughs> somebody's mad about that. We'll get to it. Anyway. So women are like catching up with men in baseball. So men are like, rrr, rrr. softball, start playing softball. You guys might get hurt. We're going to keep playing football, but you guys might get hurt. That's what I love about it. So we had to invent a separate sport of softball for women to play. And I think that's super sexist because, like, number one, everything's made up anyways. And uh, so, but then at the same time, like, I don't want to shit on softball too much because there are women that play softball. They're very talented. They've been practicing that sport their entire lives. So I don't want to shit on them too much. But at the same time, they've been told to play that because they can't play the thing that they actually probably would want to play if they were allowed to. But at the same time, like, they're playing this. Maybe they chose it and that's what they want. So I don't want to be tearing them down. And I, but also at the same time, it's like, I don't want you to not have access to the thing that you want. And this is exactly how I feel about the election. It's the same thing. <laughs> what is... Anyway. Uh, so the other uh, sexist part of saying, don't you mean softball, is that people think women are so stupid. We don't even know what sport we're actively playing. <laughs> like I'm at a driving range going like, oh man, hockey is so fun. Why do they fight so much? This is easy. <laughs> When I was playing baseball last season, it was the last game of the season. I was playing at a different position. I was playing at second base. I usually play third base. Hot corner. Yes, of course I play third base. So I was playing second base. We had some uh, shifting around. We were trying to, you know, whatever. I was playing in a new position. First inning, ground ball right to me. Fielded it, made the throw. Perfect. Out. Next, at, next batter up, almost the exact same ground ball. Hits almost the exact same spot, but it hit like a rock or something, and it went a different way. Hit me right in the face. And so I just took a knee, and uh, everybody on that field said it took a wild hot hop. Everybody. <laughs> and this is the point where I tell you that my uh, now wife was out of town, so I was having like a bachelor weekend. I was like, I'm going to get a dog sitter. I'm going to stay for the whole game. I'm going to have a popsicle afterwards. I'm going to really do it up. <laughs> so I took that knee, and in that moment where I just sort of blacked out for just like a second, just a fraction... And in that moment, I realized, I'm alone. And I just got up and said that to the entire baseball field. I just said, I'm alone. And then I just went directly to the hospital because I was like, I don't know if maybe I do have a concussion. A concussion is not something you can self-diagnose necessarily. You know, so I went to the hospital because I was home alone. And uh, I don't want to go home, start watching American Pickers by myself and fall into a honey hole I can't get back out of. <laughs> So I went and got it checked, and I was in my full baseball uniform, cleats and everything, with an ice pack. And I go into the doctor's office, and uh, the, the person that checked me in took all my vitals and stuff. And then the nurse came in, and he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. We're really, we're really busy right now. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Uh, I see she got your vitals. Uh, I just have to ask you some questions. Uh, so uh, when was your last menstruation period? And I was like, whew. That is a toughie. Because uh, I never remember that I have a period unless I'm actively having it. Because I just think I'm a 13-year-old boy all the time. Like, I never remember that I'm not. Just when I have a period and also when So Emotional by Whitney Houston comes on the radio. So the two times. But uh, medical practitioners do not enjoy you not knowing when your last period was. Um, and he was like, well, we're going to we're gonna have to test your urine. And I was like, we're not going to do that. And he was like, well, you might be pregnant. And I was like, uh, sir, <laughs> I'm wearing a full baseball outfit right now. 
So that's that's one. Uh, two, um, I I am one hundred percent a lesbian. No sex with men. Three, if there is a baby in there, it's been cooking for quite some time. So a couple X-rays are not going to do any damage that hasn't already happened. I have like a fifteen-year-old in here. If there is one, uh, he just like looked at his clipboard and then gave me a high five. So thanks, Obamacare. I really appreciate it. You guys are going to keep the show rolling. Great. We're very excited about it. We have like a couple more comics left, and they're all amazing. Really glad this comic's on the show. I think it's the first time. You guys give it up for Lisa Best. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Okay. Uh, well, these are these are my clothes. I dress myself. Um, uh, people say that I am a tomboy, which is mom for sloppy. <laughs> if I if I had to describe my fashion sense, I would just say that I am prepared to sit on the floor at a moment's notice. <laughs> like if you drop your pen, I'll get on my hands and knees and get it for you. I am always ready to get dusty. Um, <laughs> Living in L.A. is hard, though, because everybody always looks cool. Like, and it, I never look cool. Like, I've never put on an outfit, looked in the mirror, and went, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I always leave my house with the outfit on, like, with the same feeling I get after I leave a voicemail. Like, what did you just do? <laughs> just give up. I'm 26, and I'm at that age now where I have to start wearing makeup. Like, I need to start wearing makeup. Because when I have plans and I'm not wearing it, nobody ever thinks I'm ready. (laughs) Just ever. It's like, all right, Lisa, we got to get going if you want to, you know, fix yourself up. I'm done. (laughs) Oh, no, it's okay. We could be a little bit late. (laughs) You know, like, you do what you got to (laughs) do. This is it. (laughs) This is all that I am. It's like, no, we're going to be in public. (laughs) There's people there. Oh, okay. I just go to the bathroom and put a big lipstick X across my face. All right, boys, let's do this. Let's find the treasure. (laughs) If you're like, why did you become a pirate? Because that's how my friends get me to go out. It's like, Lisa, you want to go to the club? No, you can be a pirate. Okay, I'll drive. (laughs) Call me Captain Socially Awkward. Um, I went engagement ring shopping with my friend, which was weird because she doesn't have a boyfriend. Um, She she just likes rings, I guess. (laughs) Like, I don't understand rings like they just make my hand heavy like I don't get like they don't do anything like if anyone were to ever propose to me like I'd rather them give me something I could use like I'd rather them get down on one knee and give me car insurance Lisa I love you I want to spend the rest of my life with you your comp and collision is now a hundred K with maximum liability and a $20 deductible. With me, you are protected. I have... Because I made the decision to pursue the thing in life that I love, so I have no money. (laughs) None. 
If you listen real close, you can hear my parents cry. <laughs> like, it's the, the cool thing, it's all about attitude, right? So I've switched my attitude. It's forcing me to get creative, right? Like the other day for breakfast, I had rice. Then for dinner, I had rice with salt. I didn't add salt the first time so I could look forward to dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not sad, it's creative. Like, also, like, if you want to do some entertainment on a budget, here's what you do you go to the grocery store, there's more. Uh, you go to the grocery store, and when the bag boy asks if you want help unloading your groceries, you say yes, but you conveniently leave out the fact that you walked to the grocery store <laughs> and see how far he'll go. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's entertainment. It's, I, have, I have two very successful older brothers who have like careers and are like happy, so it's hard. <laughs> like it's, it's uncomfortable when I go home and visit because this is what our dinner conversation is like. It goes, uh, brother number one, I got a promotion Brother number two, I'm engaged. I cut my own hair. <laughs> Brother number one, I bought a boat. Brother number two, I bought a bigger boat. Sometimes I sit in the shower and pretend it's raining. <laughs> hey, Dad, pass the biscuits. Everything's going to be fine. I feel like my family deals with my comedy career the same way society handles institutional racism. Like, they're definitely embarrassed by it, but we're not allowed to talk about it. It's very important. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be better, though. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay informed. That's something I'm trying to do. You know, I've been watching a lot of the news Right, scared and alone. How do I fix it? Current events. Uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently, there are some unhappy people in the Middle East. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know the specifics. I know shockingly little about what is actually happening in the Middle East, which I admit is shameful. Like, I should know, I should be aware, but I will say this. It is too late for me to learn. Too much has happened. It's like the Middle East is in season seven. Like, I'm not familiar with any of the characters because I was not tuned in for seasons one through six. My friends have tried to fill me in. You know, they're like, previously on the Middle East. Israel was like, Jerusalem is ours. And then Palestine was like, no, Jerusalem is ours. And I'm like, who's Jerusalem? Is that the smoke monster? What's happening? I don't understand. I'm in this weird phase where I get real drunk and then send emails to people I like. <laughs> Anyone else sad? I like how I call it a phase and not my personality. <laughs> like, a lot of people, they send drunk text messages. I send drunk emails. I'm very romantic, okay? I don't like drunk texts. A drunk text is very much like, um, drunk, let's do naked things together. Grow up, okay? Amateur move. A drunk email is much more like, you're captivating. <laughs> Click, send, oh, no. <laughs> I like to think that drunken mistakes have always been a part of our history, right? We've just evolved with technology. 
Like, I would like to think that if I was around in the 1700s, I would just be getting smashed at the local saloon, and then my friends would be like, don't even think about sending Aaron Post. (laughs) Give me your stamps. All right, thanks, guys. (laughs) Guys, let's do it for Lisa! Lisa was talking about the Middle East and not being informed on what's going on there. What, what, what about our country right now? What about the country that we live in right now? Is this barometer for people in the room? This week has been a surprise to a lot of people in the room. Like tanks rolling through the streets of Baton Rouge. Did people hear, like, is that, did you expect that from our country? That person, that white person says yes. <laughs> I'm... Wow, the room got really nervous when I pointed out that that was a white person. We don't know what to do anymore, I understand. We're stressed out about what are the right things to say, whether or not I can acknowledge that I am a white person, that there are other white people in here. There are also not white people in here. We have, well, there are different races in the world and in this room and in this country. Uh, not all treated the same way. This should be uh, easy. This should be so easy. I was thinking about, today, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about all lives matter today. Like, I woke up today and I just couldn't stop thinking about all lives matter. I I also, do you guys remember when, like, heterosexual pride parade trended (laughs) two weeks ago? (laughs) Do you not remember that? That happened. The internet was like, what about us? And then the other part of the internet was like, oh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I can't relate to that feeling. I can't relate to heterosexual pride parade feeling. Because to me, it's so logical. Like, have you been to a parade? That is a heterosexual pride parade. Even a gay pride parade. There are straight people kiss at my fucking parade. Nobody tells you not to kiss. Movies are also heterosexual pride parades. Have you been to a movie? Lots of smooching. How about the subway? That is a heterosexual pride parade contained in a metal box. It's everywhere. That's why there doesn't need to be a specific celebration. And the other reason there doesn't need to be a specific celebration is because, like, nobody is being harmed Nobody's being harmed. (laughs) Except for that straight person back there. Who I had killed. (laughs) You know what would have, the only thing that would have been better than your very adorably high pitched, it was me, was if you had said Mario at the end. (laughs) It was me, your Mario. Um. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Great. <laughs> so, so, you also, you don't need a parade. The, the, reason, the reason gay pride parades existed, have existed throughout time, is because we used to need them for protection. That's the same reason that gay neighborhoods exist. Because there, need to be, there used to need to be a space where you could go and not be physically harmed. 
And there need to be uh, groups of people where you could stand and not be physically harmed. So that's why those things existed. And now you probably won't be harmed at a pride parade. But that's what that comes from. And it's the same. I mean, I, I'm talking about this because this is my, I think for me, it's my window in um, to talking about what's going on right now in the country. It's not the same thing. Um, but it's the same in that, like, you know, I used to have to listen to, this happens less now, but when I started doing stand-up, and I'm, I can't even believe, I'm, I might actually say, the, I don't know, I used to always hear the word, uh, I used to hear dudes, dude comics, straight dude comics, uh, use the F word on stage. I can't even say it. I don't say this word. Uh, the Gaysler. Constantly, dudes were using this in their jokes. And they would say it, and then um, it would be hard to hear. And then afterwards, backstage, if like there was a weird face or if anybody ever approached them, they would be like, no, I don't mean it like that. I said it on stage, but I mean it like, you know, you silly goose. I just said that word, but I don't mean it like Europe. I just mean, you know, like what a silly idiot. And you can't actually do that. You know, you can't define, you can't redefine terms that are yelled at somebody while they're beaten to death. And this is a stand-up show. And I don't care. It's important to say that shit. You can't redefine terms. You can't do that. That's not fair and that's not real. What's happening right now to people of color in this country, to black people specifically, is the same thing that's been happening forever disease since they've been here. Uh, this is our fault. We did this. I, we did this. I did, we did this. This is my skin. I did this. Like, this is my... I did this. My family, we are Italian immigrants. We came here 100 years ago. It doesn't fucking matter. I did this. Like, I am a part of this because I benefit from it every fucking day. And the reason I know that I benefit from it is because until a year and a half ago when cell phone videos became this good and easily shareable, I didn't know this happened. Like, that's how I know that I benefit from my skin in this country is because I didn't know this was real. Like, Rhea is from a very different neighborhood that I'm from. I'm from a place where there, I am from a, the suburbs of Chicago, and there, I didn't grow up around people that were not white. I just didn't. And so, like, I trusted the cops because, like, the cops pulled you over, and then they, like, gave you some advice. Well, son, because usually I had, like, a weird bowl cut. <laughs> Get in there and get your, your headlight fixed. And almost like a butt pat, but it felt so, you know, like, like a real coach sort of. A, you got it, buddy! You know? That's my experience. And so I think as white Americans, when we are being shown that that is not the truth, I think we have to use that as part of understanding our privilege, right? Like, it's not that you don't see a video and then go like, well, but like, all lives matter, because like, that's an outlier. You see a video and you allow yourself to be fucking shocked. Like, I actually didn't know that. I actually didn't know that cops came to your window, guns drawn. Like, I didn't know that you had to worry about reaching for an ID. I didn't know that was a thing. That has never happened to me. And I am so upset about our inability to understand this because like we are right there like this is not newspapers being printed and then maybe you get them like we all have phones we all see this 
We're all witness, and it's happening currently because they're fucking periscoping it. Like, whoever is in Baton Rouge is periscoping it, and it's live. And so we know it's true, and I think we have to trust, and we have to believe that this isn't new because why would it have started two years ago? Like, what happened two years ago that this would have started? No, this is the same reason that Barack Obama had to produce a birth certificate for no fucking reason. This is the same, this is the same reason that Martin Luther King marched. This is the same reason that Selma wasn't nominated for a fucking Academy Award, and it should have been. Yes, it fucking should have been. It's a very good movie. Well, everybody in it should have been nominated, and the director, Ava DuVernay. <laughs> And it should have won. So what do we do now? I don't know what we do. I think listen. I think agree that things are happening that we may do, maybe don't understand and agree that those things have always been happening. That's what I'm going to try to do. I know there are people in here that are not white, and so I'm sorry that I'm speaking to you with we. I mean me, that's me. That's what I'm going to do. I just, uh, yeah, I feel like, <laughs> thank you. I just, I feel like, I feel like it's as if a dude has gone into an emergency room and been like, my appendix is going to burst. And then the doctor's like, well, <laughs> you know, all lives matter. And then she takes her own healthy appendix out like that. <laughs> That is as bonkers as the behavior that is being shown by some Americans right now. And I will say this also, and this is a vinyl thing I will say, it is not on black people to tell white people that this is happening because they fucking are. That is happening, that has been happening. It is on white people to tell other white people that we believe this is happening. Progress is helped along by peer pressure. That is what happened with the gay rights movement. Abso-fucking-lutely. So if you think that it is not okay to say the F word on stage and then you work your way up as a stand-up and then you actually host a show and then you don't book people who use that word, you affect the tone of your whole show. And then nobody says that word at my fucking show anymore because I don't stand for it. And that is what we can all do. So when you go home and you're on Twitter and all this shit, like, it does matter. It does matter. I don't care if it seems repetitive. It does matter. You need to be tweeting and posting, and you need to be talking to people at work when they say weird shit. Maybe in a way that would be appropriate to your HR policies. <laughs> but also maybe not. Get to the streets, and more importantly, get to the fucking voting booth. I could not be more serious about how excited I am that the Democratic Party united today. We can stop this. There's a, a racist flood. We have a sump pump. <laughs> Let's fucking clean out the basement. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Well, guys, we had two comics left. This next comic, yeah, exactly. Whoever's laughing at like, you're welcome to this comic, right? Fucking follow this! 
You guys, we got two comics left. This next comic, I believe it's your first time on the show. Now, when it's somebody's first time on this show, we lose our minds for them. So let's hear right now for Joe Firestone. Give it up for Joe. I have nothing important to say. (laughs) With that disclaimer, I'm going to (laughs) start. Thank you for having me. Um, I um, am visiting here. Thank you. Um, I'm visiting here, and um, you guys are so warm and welcoming to to the city. And uh, I, um, I'm from, uh, I'm from originally from the Midwest. You guys heard of it? You guys ever been there? Anyone from there? All right. Well, you five are gonna love it. Okay. So uh, the um, I'm from the Midwest. The Midwest is like very. very um what do you like a very like a very they love america there they love it it's but they love it's you know you guys familiar with that part of town it's like like a very they love beef and um uh you know like hot dogs and uh like you know like your um you know, it, it's a really you get it you know what i mean and so um I'm, i i uh, my family like really wants to be all american like they're really into it like my dad was a high school football player he really prides himself on that and my brother was ice he was also a high school football player and my mom has like like so many aprons and um i'm like a little different from them you know, like I like to talk about yogurt. <laughs> we got any yogurt heads? Any yogurt heads in the audience? Yeah, we got some yogurt heads. Yeah, am I right? Yeah, yogurt hands. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, yogurt heads. Um, you guys, like, isn't it crazy? Like, the older you get, the more yogurt seems like a dessert. <laughs> It's like so creamy, you know? And you guys ever nickname Greek yogurt the thick stuff? <laughs> hey, um, yogurt heads, you ever, um, you ever notice when you want to talk about yogurt, nobody wants to talk to you? <laughs> um, right, we'll meet afterwards. We'll go, f- go to find some yogurt. Um, I, uh, um, I, do, I, I really want to talk to you guys about strangers. Uh, you guys, do you guys know each other? Anyone know each other here? Does anyone know more than one person here? How many people, you know, three? Great. The majority of these people, though, you do not know. Yes? We um, love your city. Okay, so now listen. Uh, so the the the, um, the basically, it's like if you guys, if you, if any of you just went up and um, like accidentally spit on somebody else in this audience, would you? Would that even land in your top ten list of regrets for the day? You because here's my point is uh, that you you don't realize your impact on strangers. You can be so rude to them and you don't even care. Honestly, if I just went over and punched 
all three of you. I, like, I wouldn't even remember. You know what I mean? And maybe you guys would. You would. And it's like, I, I would. I get so much more affected when strangers are rude to me than when, like, a family member is... Okay, for example, like, um, I was walking halfway out the door, and my mom was like, you're wearing that jacket with that haircut? Honey, you can't. You look like Michael Moore. And, <laughs> like thank you <laughs> but if 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 like I'm walking down the street and a stranger is like move I'm like I I gotta move to another state <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta get a suitcase um yeah I, I recently I was in a situation though where I needed to stand up for myself with a stranger um they, uh, it's so difficult though are you guys an assertive crowd <laughs> we're all good. good. Uh, so we're uh, we're all on the same page. Uh, it's very difficult to be assertive because if you if they wanted what you wanted, you would if you wanted if you all wanted it, uh, you, you you know you'd really be in a relationship, and, uh, and that's not always the case. And recently, I was um, hooking up with a stranger. You guys ever do that? Yeah. Nasty business. <laughs> it's horrible. You're just, you're touching someone you don't even know. You know, you're putting your fingerprints on them. <laughs> what if there was a crime? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but I was, I was, um, I was, uh, uh, you know, when you're hooking up with a stranger, you can't really like, uh, you know, like, uh, like talk about your insecurities or like how you're feeling, you know, you like, but there's, there is some dead air, you know, you can't be smooching the whole time. You get exhausted, you know, and so you, you have to talk, you know, and so you kind of end up talking about the other person's body, right? You kind of getting them all, getting them all flattered so you can uh, like click, <laughs> you know, connect as uh, smash and uh, um, and so I was doing it with this I was, I was we were talking I was talking with this guy you know I was like oh, you know you kind of just trying to make them feel good about their bodies right that's the point so you're like oh man your back is so soft what are there feathers back there you know or like or like you know like oh dang that, that neck you have such a long neck what is your mother was a swan you know you kind of you, you know you know you know you just want to be compared to a bird. You know it. And so I, we were just kind of going back and forth like, oh, dang. Oh, dang, you got those. Look at those. That's long. You know, that kind of thing. And going like, whoa, whoa, those round, round, long. You know what I mean? And and uh, and then this guy goes and he, he, he grabs my butt. And then he goes, whoa, you don't have a butt. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I don't really have a butt. I mean, these people know, you know? It's like, that, it's like I got, like, my back kind of connects to my legs, and there's an asshole in there. But it, I'll tell you what, guys, it is just functional. And so, but I've kind of come to terms with it, you know? Like, I kind of own it. I'm not going to let some stranger I don't even know tell me how to feel about my body. Don't have sex with rude people. Okay? You can't. You cannot. It's a very bad for you. It's very bad for you. You cannot do it. So I, and so I was like, I gotta stand up for myself. I can't let this stranger tell me what to feel. So I was like, you know, you know what, man? If if I don't have a butt, then where's all this diarrhea been coming from? <laughs> you know, and it, it it stopped the process.
progress. <laughs> it did. Well, guys, thanks for having me. Have a good night. Thank you. Just functional. Perfect. That was my favorite part. Name your album that. Just functional. Then when they hear what it is, they're going to be like, that was great. You guys, one more time for Joe Firestone. Thank you. We have one more comic on the show. He is a friend of the show. We love it when he comes by. He runs a great show called Good Heroin every Saturday. You guys, please give a warm welcome to Matt Ingebretson. Um, what are you working on right now that you can talk about? Um, I'm making a TV show for Comedy Central called Corporate that might get retitled, and we're about to start writing it. And it's so exciting. It's very exciting. It's pretty exciting. Right? Yes, it's, it's pretty exciting. This. this is a dream. Your, yeah. your dream is coming. I lucked out. I get well, see, that's you're going to give people the very wrong impression. You work very hard. I'm a lucky boy. I work very hard. And you have been making your own videos. That's right. And doing stand-up, which I think... And I mean, I know you also wrote and pitched Comedy Central, but I have to believe that yeah. the fact that you have this huge—that's right—like yeah. self-produced body of work they changes let us, people's minds about viability, right? I think so. Yeah, and they let us make it pretty much on our own without like an external production company or anything. And I think that was because we've made a million things and like know how to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, I mean, so for those people that are listening at home that are like, "How do I get my own Comedy Central show?" It's like first you make your own show, make a million and things. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then Comedy Central comes, swoops in at the last minute, uh, <laughs> and scoops it up. Yeah, it's cool, though, and I'm excited. I mean, am I happy now? No. Am I a little happier? Yeah. Do you well, find, see, did you don't you... have to be happy in no. order to feel like you're, I mean, does it, can I ask you this? Does it feel yeah. like you're ticking off a thing, and then you have a bunch of other things yeah. that move up the line of goals? Like, Absolutely. Like, you're going to keep, I mean, if you didn't have that inside of you, you wouldn't be doing it. And here's the thing is, like, I never believed that this would make me, like, happy. Right. But I am, like, I'm very lucky that it's, like, a job that I find fulfilling. That's a big thing. Even a fulfilling job sucks a lot of the time. But yeah. it is something I'm excited about doing. I feel I can invest in fully. And that's a slim margin. That's tough to hit, and I feel lucky that, about that. Yeah. That is exactly what the lucky yes. part is. You're exactly right. Nobody, very few people get to you can go even, after like, what they want yeah, and you, have a job that they love. And even out here, you can get cast on a show you don't like, and then for you do it because it's a job, and then suddenly it's like, what's the difference between this and fucking working in an office, which is what my show is about? Watch it <laughs> this 2017 on Comedy Central. Bad ignorance, did you guys let him hear it? Oh, I hate that story. You guys, one more time for Matt Ingebrigtsen. Keep it going for everybody you saw on the show. Oh, what a great show. You great guys, show. thank you so and much for coming. Tuesday. We're here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rio Butcher. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.
Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.